Welcome to Healthcare Experience Matters. This podcast is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation. And with today's episode, we're teaming with PRC. This podcast is dedicated to transforming the healthcare experience so that every person can receive and deliver the best care. Hello, and welcome back to Healthcare Experience Matters. Joining us today is Jan Gnaida. She's a Senior Vice President of Research Operations for PRC and a familiar voice on this podcast, Katie Owens, co-founder and president of the Healthcare Experience Foundation. Katie, I'm going to let you kick it off here. Just introduce yourself, if you don't mind, and take it away. Sure. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited for today's topic as we are focused at the Healthcare Experience Foundation on assuring every person is equipped to deliver and receive an excellent experience. Today's topic really hits home and get to share um, some new insights with my dear friend and colleague, Jan Ganida, um, who Jan, I think we've had the opportunity to work with going on almost five years now. And uh-huh, uh-huh. when I think about like, above bar, like national thought leader on HCAPS, CAPS, measurement to action, you have just had the opportunity to work with probably over a thousand organizations. And it's really rewarding to me that we've been able to study the experience uh, across since, since the beginning of the pandemic together. Yeah. Thank you, Katie. And I wanted to ask you both about some, some of the patient experience changes that have happened since 2020, the start of the pandemic, some really interesting data, to say the least, about what's been going on. So I'll let either one of you jump into it right away. Why why has this interest you so much in studying the patient experience changes since the pandemic? If you can remember way back to early 2020, which seems like hundreds of years ago, um, and when, when things really started picking up with the pandemic, we all just felt like we lost our footing. And that's true for um, those of us in data collection as well. We you know, took a beat to say, should we even be talking to patients this, at this time? Do hospitals even want us to talk to their patients at this time? Um, and it was really... <clears throat> you know, unsure footing for us as well. Um, But we're so glad that we were talking to patients through that period. And since, um, you know, since then, because it gave us um, another line of sight into what was what was happening and, and how patients were feeling, just how, you know, the public was feeling. So what we noticed, one of the most interesting things very early on um, when we looked at the April to June of 2020. So this is when we are all stay at home and school is done and we're going nowhere. Um, our response rates went up a lot because guess what? People were home. And they had time to answer the phone because they weren't going anywhere. And they were thrilled to talk to somebody who wasn't already in their household. Um, So we got an opportunity early on to talk with a lot of patients. And what we heard then was a lot of appreciation for what the healthcare workers were doing in their communities, what they were doing for those patients themselves when they were were going to receive care. Um, We saw scores going up. Patients were, I think... um, you know, showing their appreciation and um, maybe giving some grace to the healthcare workers that they knew at that time were, you know, just just operating in in unknown waters. Um, since then, though, we've seen the scores come down and come down, you know, fairly significantly. I think over time, 
as um, you know, just as as all of us started to grow tired of staying home and wearing masks and getting vaccinated and, and all of those safety measures we were taking, as our doctors and nurses and staff were growing incredibly weary from the long hours and difficult circumstances they were working in, um, it's not unreasonable to expect that our quality of care declined. And it's not unreasonable to expect that patients observed that. So when we were looking at the HCAP's overall rating question, so that's asking on a zero to 10 scale, overall, how would you rate your experience at this hospital? Best ever is a 10, uh, worst ever is a zero. You know, we've seen that number coming down, particularly since um I would say January to March of 2021 is when it really started on a steady decline. Um, And it's been kind of hovering since then, um, but hasn't really come up much yet. We certainly aren't back to where our scores were before. And I think it's going to take a long time before our healthcare system and the way we deliver care um, rebounds, I don't even want to say rebounds, but just recovers um, to where we can concentrate and do the do the provide the patient-centered care um, that we know so many healthcare providers are are wanting to give to their patients. Um, what we've seen too over the last oh, three years, and we've got a, a, a visual of this that we'll that we'll include here in the in the video is that the the gap between those top performing hospitals and our average hospitals has been um, increasing. So, you know, what we noticed early on was that high performing organizations were not seeing their scores fall as much as those who were in the middle of the pack will say. We typically looked at the 75th percentile hospitals compared to the 50th percentile hospitals. And, you know, it seemed that those high-performing hospitals were weathering the storm better. They were still seeing declines too, but not as much as those who were in the middle of the pack. What we noticed also, um, and, and, and because the middle was moving further down than, than the, the top, you know, that, that gap was getting wider. And it's been pretty consistent, consistently wide, you know, through 2021, 2022. We noticed, interestingly, in the first quarter of 2023, that it got wider. The 50th percentile had come down a little bit. The 75th percentile had actually gone up. And we were hoping, oh, maybe this is this is a positive sign. We're going to start seeing the trend. And it wouldn't be unreasonable for high performers to be leading that trend. But then when we looked at data from quarter two of 2023, we saw maybe a bit of a correction. And at this point now, finally, that gap has returned to where it was before the pandemic, where there's about six points difference between the 75th percentile and the 50th percentile. Our middle of the pack, our 50th percentile hospitals are coming up. I think our our higher performers are, you know, kind of, they're kind of middling. They've been hovering for the last several quarters um, I think, you know, in, in a good place, but maybe unsure about how to to take that next step and move forward. Yeah. K- Katie, was there anything you wanted to add to that? We were 
in March of 2020, looking at just the the dramatic and immediate impact that hit our hospitals um, during the first phase of the pandemic, Jan and I knew this was something that was going to be really important for us to be intentional about measuring um, for at that time an, an unknown and seemingly forever trajectory of, of how long we would be in such a state of turmoil. And what you can really see if you back up before the pandemic, um, and, and gosh, this is HCAPS has been in place for all of its pluses and challenges for, gosh, the better part of 15 years. Uh And so you would see improvement quarter in, quarter out, year in, year out. We've always had the the coaching mantra of if you're not performing better in the HCAPS database, you're falling behind. And once we got that initial bump at the start of the pandemic, we have experienced more volatility in patients' experience Uh of care than in the prior 15 years of measuring HCAPS. And at the end of the day, that's a reflection of the volatility across the entire healthcare experience. Over 100% of hospital staff have turned over in the last five years. Uh, 95% of that turnover has been voluntary. We're also seeing in, in our other research that the national databases for employee and physician engagement are decreasing. So the fact that the patient experience has not regained the pre-pandemic levels um, to us is something that's really important for us to not only continue to monitor and also equip organizations with strategies to kind of stabilize, which we're starting to see, and I know we'll share more about in a moment, and regain that momentum. Yeah, and we've talked a little bit about kind of what has surprised you about the patient experience trends um, that the research has shown us since the onset of the pandemic compared to the pre-pandemic levels. Was there any other surprises that that we wanted to make mention of? I want to just, um, you know, follow up on what Katie was saying about volatility. And I would say what's surprising is that it's it's not predictable anymore. The, the HCAPS results, whether we were looking at national you know, published by CMS scores, or just looking at the hospitals that are working with PRC, you know, I could make a reasonable guess from quarter to quarter, oh, it's going to go up a little bit, it's going to go down a little bit. And, you know, I do still feel like we're in a period of, I I don't know what's going to happen next quarter, it's up and it's down and it's up and it's down. And I think, you know, hospitals are trying to get their, get their, get their bearings. Again, I've talked with a lot of clients, over the last six months who've said, you know what, we just have to go back to basics, to the turnover point, you know, that Katie made. There's so many new people, either new to healthcare or new to our new to our organization, who are in the mix now that we've got to, we've got to reset on some of those basic um, you know, proven patient-centered behaviors that will, you know, stabilize us and then give us the foundation to improve from there. These research findings that we've just talked about, now I want to kind of get to the actionable part of today's conversation and talk about what health systems should be doing in light of all these findings we've been talking about so far. So here's uh, an additional finding, and whether this is surprising or not so surprising, um, Jan and I thought this was really important to know in the research, and that's Despite all this volatility, 
when um, our, our team runs a, the regression analysis and looks at what are the biggest predictors of whether or not a, a patient is going to say, this is the best, ho- best hospital overall, despite all of the ups and downs that you'll see in the data, the, the behaviors that are important to patients has been extraordinarily enduring. And so the three most prominent behaviors that patients want to see is teamwork. They want to know that the doctors, nurses, and staff are working together to care for them. They want to feel that they've had a safe experience in the hospital and the emergency department. And they want to feel treated by staff, which is anybody who wears a badge, with a a, a sense of courtesy and friendliness. And then from there, some of those same things, you know, secondary drivers are things like listening, considering patients' preferences. So the behaviors are very, very enduring despite the volatility. So for organizations looking to improve, it's focusing on how do we make that caring visible? How do we re-instill consistent practices around patient-centered communication, narrating our care, Uh, relationship rounds is a big focus area for our team from an improvement standpoint. And then supplementing our HCAP surveys with real-time measurement, whether that's text or email, so that you're equipping leaders with on-the-spot information to validate that our patient experience strategies are improving. All those things within the walls of the hospital are important. And then really appending to our patient experience strategy, where we're seeing tremendous improvement and momentum, our our discharge phone calls and our CARES Connect program are making statistically significant differences in patients' perceptions of care, safety, their degree of efficacy with safe transitions home. So to me, those are some of the, the coachable, teachable moments um, as we've looked at some of the, these unpredictabilities in the, the measurements. If, if I can just add on to the, the safety point specifically, I was looking back through all of the the analysis and and findings and research we've been we've been looking at over the last three years, and um, came across a, a great document I had forgotten about where we were looking at patient comments. Um, most of the HCAP survey, as you know, is closed into questions where patients are given a scale to respond to, but we ask additional open-ended questions at the end of the survey so the patients can tell us what's on their minds. Um, And as Katie mentioned, safety has long been a key driver, according to our statistical analysis, but prior to the pandemic, not something people talked about very much. So it was difficult to look at comments and understand maybe what patients were thinking of. When we got to the pandemic, they had lots to say about um, the safety measures they saw happening. For obvious reasons, patients were much more attuned to paying attention to those things. And I was looking back at, you know, some of the things people were talking about. They were talking about the spaces they were in and noticing the cleanliness. They were talking about things they had to touch and suddenly things they didn't have to touch. Um, talking about the words that we used to help them feel comfortable that we were keeping them safe. And all of those things, honestly, are things we could still be doing to ensure that patients know that their safety is a top priority for us. And and so, you know, the the list of lessons learned from these last few years um, could go on for days and days and days. But I think there's some real opportunities to keep some of 
these behaviors that felt like modified behaviors and keep them as things that we continue to do going forward. I want to give you an opportunity to give us any of your final thoughts or anything else that you wanted to mention before we wrap up. And then also, I was curious why you are so enthusiastic about keeping your eye on these data as the months roll on, you know, because I mean, spoiler alert, it's so unpredictable, but you know, why else are you very excited to keep your eye on this data? For me, I'm just curious to see how long is it going to take us to get back to where we were? I think we're starting to to get on an up on an upward slope. Um, but we've still got four or five points to recover in order to see scores where they were prior to the pandemic. And that kind of, you know, gets us back to baseline, so to speak. And then we can start building, you know, start building from there. So, you know, every quarter I look, oh, is this the quarter? Is this the quarter? You know, can I can I see a, a two-quarter trend of scores going up? Um, and we're not quite there yet. But certainly, um, those are opportunities for celebration, not only for looking at, at, at our data set as a whole, but also for hospitals individually, you know, anytime we can show improvement because things have been so up and down, if we can get some trends going um, of improvement, that's momentum that we can build on and hopefully celebration that we can share with our staff to reinforce, you know, the why of, of, of what they're doing. But those of us in healthcare, we, we really go to work every day out of a commitment or a call to caring. And for us, as we look at this data, we think about through the, the different stages of, of the last three years, just this year, the, the courage, the compassion demonstrated, and, and all at a time where there's a high degree of process instability, high degrees of, of fear, frustration that, that's really carried forward. And um, for us, it's an opportunity to really stay forward, you know, the retrospective look to stay forward thinking mm-hmm. and to make sure that we're encouraging our team members, being transparent with the reality of patient feedback, and we're inviting them and in, in, involving them to be a part of the solutions. Here's our results. Let's talk about what, you know, listening looks like. Let's talk about what safety looks like. How do we make sure patients know what safe care looks like? To us, it's an opportunity to to redesign the healthcare experience and look forward to the day where Jan, you and I feel like, all right, we've reached a degree of stability. We're going to summarize all of this and and continue to publish. But um, we look forward to saying, all right, we feel like this body of research has served its purpose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We began doing a podcast or a web webinars um oh, around in the middle of 2020, I think, and we were going to do one to just show people here's the early returns and what's happening during the pandemic and then we did another one and then we did another one and we said to ourselves, how many of these do you think we're going to do? And and yes, it would be Here it would are. be happy we'd be happy to to put it put put the back cover on this research and 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 move on to other things. Yeah, definitely understand that. And we might just have to do this again in a couple quarters and catch up with where the yeah. 
data is at that point, and hopefully it's it's good news. But I will just say a programming note. If you'd like to see the patient experience changes graphic that shows all this, please make sure to check the show out on YouTube. I will put a link to that in the podcast description so you can visualize some of what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. Our guest today has been Jan Ganita. She is a senior vice president research operations for PRC, and Katie Owens, co-founder and president of the Healthcare Experience Foundation. Thank you both for your time. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Healthcare Experience Matters. Healthcare Experience Matters is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation with today's episode teaming with PRC. To learn more, visit healthcareexperience.org. That's healthcareexperience.org.